I do want to just note whatever you decide to do, whenever you decide to take that break, because like you said, we we do at the holiday break, we're able to do that. Whatever time that might be for you and your business, whatever time that works, make sure that you're giving the same level of benefits to the whole team, because if you don't, then it's going to do more harm than good. Hey there, you're listening to the Priority Pursuit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and leaders define, maintain, and pursue both their personal and business priorities so they can build lives and businesses they love. I'm your host, Victoria Rayburn, and today, guys, I am being joined by our Director of Operations, Mary Adkins, to discuss something that, believe it or not, is arguably past time to be thinking about, how to prepare your small business for the holidays. Now, in this episode, we aren't discussing holiday sales, Black Friday deals, campaigns, or anything like that. Instead, Mary is going to break down exactly what you and your team need to do leading up to the holiday season so that you can actually take time off and enjoy the special time of year outside of the office. Mary, I am so excited for this conversation and for listeners to get a little insight into how organized you are and just how your brain works. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's really good to be here. This is my first time on the podcast. I mean, you know, I'm always so happy to discuss all things system and organization. This is true. So guys, Mary and I are actually good friends outside of the office. And just to give you an idea of how passionate Mary is about systems and organization, I once had to watch Mary visibly restrain herself when ClickUp, which is our project management system, released an update. We had agreed not to work for the few days we were together, but it was obvious that Mary could not wait to see these updates. And I'm still pretty convinced she probably like snuck her phone somewhere and looked at them and I just didn't know. But anyway, <laughs> Mary, before we dive into how small businesses can prepare for the holidays, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us how you serve small businesses in your role at TreeFrog? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I am a little bit of a nerd about ClickUp. I, I'm a little embarrassed, but also not really that <laughs> that was happening during the break. But um, yes, of course. Hi, all. My name is Mary. I'm the director of operations at TreeFrog. I've been helping TreeFrog serve small businesses for oh my gosh, nine years now, over nine years. Um, I have no idea where that time went. Um, I'm essentially the person who keeps everything organized and running smoothly from inception through implementation, both internally and externally. So what that means is I oversee all the client and project timelines. I delegate tasks to our team members and I handle a lot of our client communication and make sure that every aspect of our client's marketing strategies are completed and delivered so that the agency can serve small business as well. So guys, in case it isn't clear, Mary basically runs the tree frog ship. She runs the whole show and the rest of us do what she tells us to do so we can get everything out on time. Basically just <laughs> but in the best way. But yes, for those of you listening, as your business grows, please, please, please consider adding a director of operations, an integrator, or just some kind of project manager to your team. As an agency who serves several, I mean, a lot of small businesses, we often have a lot of balls in the air. Different clients have different needs, different timelines, but things to Mary, projects are streamlined, all deadlines are met, and we're able to serve our clients well, thanks to her organization. Okay, so Mary, we've been taking two weeks off at TreeFrog for the holiday season for about a decade now, which is essentially how long you've been with TreeFrog. So yes, very much 
thanks to you. Um, <laughs> but I think it's safe to say that our team loves this benefit and tradition, but taking two weeks off would not be possible without your organization and planning. So with this in mind, how can small businesses prepare to take an extended amount of time off, whether it be during the holidays or another time of year? And honestly, I know this is a really big question. I'm just going to pitch this whole thing to you because I know you have so much to say. So I'm just going to be quiet because this is not my realm of expertise and let you tell us all the things. So yes, how can small businesses prepare to take time off for the holidays? Yeah, absolutely. And first off, I want to say it's absolutely a, a team effort. Like while I can do the planning ahead, absolutely nothing would be done without each one of our individual team members, like putting in all of the effort and expertise that they have. So it's definitely, I love the flattery, but it's not, it's not all on me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the two weeks off at Christmas is a really cool tradition that Kelly instituted back when her kids were way younger because that's when they would be off school for winter break. And she's always been so good about protecting her staff's work-life balance and, you know, making sure that she has time to spend with her kids and that we have time to spend with our families. And personally for me, that's the time of year when I really appreciate the flexibility because I, as you know, use every second of that time off to visit my extended family. Mm -hmm. Family is so important to me. And sometimes that's the only time of year that I get to see some of them because we're, we're all over the country. So it's, it's really important that I have that time to go and actually see them in person. Um, it also gives me time to reset and prepare mentally for the upcoming year. So there's, there's so many benefits, but I know that both I, and then also the rest of our team really, really appreciate those. Um, because we've been doing this for so long, we as an agency have gotten into like a really good rhythm of preparation in order to reach the point where none of our client projects or timelines suffer while we're out because while at the same time, well, sorry, None of our client projects or timelines suffer. And then our staff actually get to feel good about being like out. They don't feel stressed. They don't feel overwhelmed. They don't feel burnt out and everything is able to run smoothly, right? So every small businesses runs a little differently, but I want to walk everyone through tips of what they can do to prepare their teams and their clients for an extended break, if that's okay with you. <laughs> absolutely. Tell us all the things. Yeah, absolutely. So the very first step, like you mentioned earlier, in preparing to take an extended amount of time off is to start early. You need to start a plan, including timelines, communication, to-do lists, anything that you need to prepare in order to make that as relaxed of a time off as possible. You want to start as early as possible. You want to identify like any potential snafus or bottlenecks, and you want to plan around them, right? So they can happen, but if you have the good planning, they're not going to be a problem. Like we've all heard that saying, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. And that is so, so, so true here. So for example, this episode airs, I think on October 3rd. And I can tell you that I have already started working on our timelines for our client projects through the end of the year and even kind of into the beginning of next year as well. Um, in fact, because of our workload, I always start planning our time off starting around August or so um, for what you can plan for. Uh, for an agency like ours that's handling a lot of different types of projects, they all have moving parts, um, they all have different scopes and timelines of communication that needs to happen, we have to start months ahead of time. But even if you're like a B2C business, or if you're a B2B with shorter or even simpler project timelines, it's still really good to start early. Uh, because the consequences of failing to act early could be missed deadlines, 
burnt out employees, miscommunications, and that all negates the purpose of having a break in the first place, right? So starting early and then the next most important step to com- is to communicate right? We, communication is key no matter what, but especially here, you want to make sure that you're communicating both your clients and your vendors about your time away. So start planning ahead early, prepare your business to take time off from the holidays. It's like the macro level of things, but at a micro level, here's the little steps that I recommend doing and what systems you'll want to have in place, right? So first you should already have a checklist of some kind, be it paper or a project management system like we have or whatever works best for you, make sure that you have everything that you do on a recurring basis. And if not, please take the time to develop standard protocols and operating procedures. That's a conversation for another day if you don't have those set up. But anyway, make sure that you're cataloging everything that would ordinarily be done during that time that you'll be on break and figure out how to either get it done before you leave or determine if it can be pushed back until after you resume work again. Um, For example, we, as an agency, we write monthly blogs or newsletters for a number of our clients. Um, And while we normally write them about a month ahead of time, of the time that they're posted or sent, when planning for the holiday season, we work ahead. So by the time that this project airs, we'll probably be well into our December blogs, if not already into the January one. That's it just it is what it is. That's what we need to do in order to be fully prepared for that break Um, and to make preparing for the holidays as easy as possible. And so that you can create timelines for the rest of the year. I highly recommend investing in some kind of project management system. I can easily adjust the schedules and see all aspects of a project from beginning to end because we use ClickUp. Um, ClickUp is a project management system that allows us to see a comprehensive picture of our workload. We can anticipate bottlenecks and it enables our team to work together and to communicate and figure out how to complete each project in an efficient way. Just as a side note, I love ClickUp for small businesses. (laughs) No, really? (laughs) Is that a theme of this podcast? Yes, maybe we could just call it Mary's Love of ClickUp podcast, but um, I, I do. And it's, it's, I love it for small businesses because it can be as simple or as robust as you need it to be. It can be a simple checklist or it can be this huge built-out system. It has so many different capabilities. And I chose this one specifically because as we grow, it can really easily grow with us. Um, so if you're looking for a project management system, be sure to check out ClickUp. Um, we'll link to it in the show notes, I'm sure. <laughs> Victoria is very good about the show notes. Absolutely. Thankfully, I don't have to, I don't have to touch that part. Um, <laughs> it would probably be more organized if you did, but <laughs> maybe, but probably not. You are, you don't underestimate yourself for sure. Well, I do truly love ClickUp all year long. Um, especially this time of year when we're preparing for the holidays. I love it because it allows me to like easily see every team member's schedule and their capacity so that I can assign the projects and tasks that we want to work ahead on as we prepare for the holidays without letting anyone get overwhelmed or burnt out. Or anything like that. And that brings me to my next tip, which is to be as efficient as possible and automate what you can. So there are many, many tools and resources available right now that can make your work life easier and save so much time. At TreeFrog, we use automation capabilities within ClickUp. So it has its own native automation, which I really love. Um, And then we use HoneyBook, which is our CRM. We can use automations for scheduling and communication, which is amazing. Um, And Victoria has talked about 
honey but quite a bit on this podcast before so you can listen back for those um tidbits and then we also lose use zapier zapier i actually don't know how it's pronounced i don't either i just try to say it with confidence i feel like it's gotta be zapier because each automation that you create is called a zap and so it would make yeah. sense if it was Zapier. Right. I really should know that. I'm going to... Right. Because calling it like a Zape. That's... That, is, that is weird. <laughs> I think that's the Midwest in us that wants to put that hard A in there. The like Zapier. Yeah. I don't know. But it's... I'm, I'm Now that I'm saying that out loud, I think it's Zapier. It's got to be. I'll check after this and maybe we can add a little show now. Like, by the way, this is actually how it's pronounced. But, but they're a dedicated to just automations. That is their bread and butter. That's what they do. And so we can, we will include links to all of those in the show notes and then um, you can kind of check it out for yourself. Um, and because we are affiliates, we can get you a little discount because everyone loves a discount on a software, or at least I do, I know. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, guys, be sure to check out the links to those in the show notes. And eventually we're going to have Mary on the show to walk us through all of her favorite tools. But that is just an episode that you're just going to have to wait for. But I'm really excited about it. Me too. I need to get working on that, actually. Yeah. But between like all of the different softwares that are available and the like capabilities of AI, the automation possibilities are so expensive and it kind of seems like there's endless possibilities and it can get really overwhelming i think i've kind of talked your ear off about like oh we can do this and then we can do this and then this can connect to that so it, it can get really overwhelming really fast as good as it is but even some like simple automations can make your business exponentially more efficient um like you said we're planning that episode in the near future so we'll kind of deep dive into like why and how to do that but if that sounds like too much to handle for right the second for preparing for the holidays, consider just using like a simple automation. Like all of our emails have the ability to schedule or send later emails. So you can use that function to automate some communication ahead of time, which is wonderful. As you prepare your small business to take time off for the holidays, something else that you might want to make sure to do is set a cutoff time for taking on new projects. Customer experience, as we know, is so, so, so important. And if you take on a project, but you can't start right away, or if you're immediately inaccessible, that is not the best way to start a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and so preloading your work means that there's less room than usual in the schedule to take on new projects. So that's where that project management system comes in, being able to tell like how much room is available, how much time has been taken up already, and what room you have for maybe taking on new projects. Um, but that being said, like, please note that there's absolutely nothing wrong with telling potential customers that like, oh, we can't fit in your project before the end of the year because we're taking this time off. But if your timeline allows, we can get you on the schedule for, you know, whatever date is what works best for you. And for the sake of offering great customer service, you always want to, as Victoria always says, under promise, over deliver and set expectations so that you can actually accommodate their requests in order to do that. So absolutely a very important part of setting those expectations. Um, another great way to prepare your small business to take time off during the holidays is to hire extra help, even if it's temporary. Um, Victoria, again, you have talked a lot on this podcast about how amazing your experience has been with your VAs. I kind of feel like I'm friends with them already, even though I've never met these people in real life, just because you have like such good things to say about them. Um, so VAs or, um, virtual assistants, um, or even just kind of extra part-time seasonal help, um, is a really great way to take some of that load off pre 
break. Um, if you know you're trying to front load some of your work before taking time off, they can absolutely take off some of the lower level tasks. Um, they can free up your staff's time to focus on that higher level project execution. Um, and I get like probably a lot of you listening, your very first I thought that comes to mind is like, oh, well, what is the cost of a virtual assistant or a freelancer or anything like that? But if you think about it in the way that it's increasing your output before the break, it's going to delight your clients as you deliver some things ahead of time and as you stay on your other project headlines, and it's going to take some of that weight off of your current staff and let them do the higher level stuff, you are absolutely getting a return on your investment for these virtual assistants or freelancers or seasonal workers. Absolutely. Because Mary, like you said, you know, if you're taking a couple of weeks off or an extended amount of time off, like if it requires burning out your team ahead of time, not worth it. What is what is the point? Like you're not helping your company culture. You're putting it actually in arguably a worse place than it was before. So, and if someone's burnt out, they're doing worse work too. So it's like it's an all around bad idea. I think I, you know what? If we don't mind, I'd love to just harp a little bit more on communication and how important that is. Mm -hmm. And then also just kind of like some specific things that you can do because communication is such a broad term and it can mean a lot of things. But if I'm going to go ahead and break down some things that like I really highly recommend that you do before the break. Um, the first one is that if you're a service-based business, send a personalized message to your current clients and do it ahead of time. I'd recommend maybe a month or so ahead of time, send that direct message that has all of the details about um, the timeline of your break, how you're going to communicate with them before and after. And so they have that one, that one super advanced notice. And then as it leads closer throughout the month, go ahead and send them just little reminders in the other communication that you're sending them just at the bottom, like, Hey, you know, here's what's going on. Here's what's going to go on later. Just make sure that you're communicating what's going on specifically with their projects, both before during and after the break, because you can never over communicate. And if you have customers as opposed to clients, we recommend sending out an email newsletter far enough ahead of time that they can place their orders and you can fulfill them before break. Be so, so specific about the last date that they can place an order and have it shipped to them within your normal operating timeline. And think about when orders that are being placed during the break well be shipped. So think about, um, I'm sure we've all gotten those like Black Friday notices, like, oh, hey, this is the last time. Like, if you want this as a present for Christmas, you have to order it by this time. So may, just using that kind of language, that idea to give them that anticipation and to prevent anyone from wondering where their order is, right? Yes, especially at the holidays when they are holidays. Yeah, needing to wrap it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or they might be moving around from place to place and you don't want something sitting on the mm -hmm. front porch for a couple of weeks. So absolutely. Yes. Um, so communicate both with clients and customers and also with your vendors. Don't forget about those vendors. Um, you want to maintain a good relationship with them. Let them know that you'll be unreasonable during that time. And also, you know, just let them know that you're looking forward to connecting with them when you get back, because that's such an important relationship to keep your business running and your clients and customers delighted, right? The next step is to make sure that information about your break is on all platforms. So you've already communicated with your clients, with your customers, with your vendors, but what about potential clients as well? Um, so closer to your break, it doesn't have to be a full month ahead of time, but well ahead of time to, again, give them time to prepare if they want to interact with you beforehand. 
Um, make sure to pin posts to the top of your social media feeds, um, update your Google business listing, uh, add a pop-up or a banner to your website, add some information on your contact us page, uh, include your out of office message and please, please, please don't forget to set your out of office message so that people contacting mm-hmm. you directly know when they can expect to hear back from you. Yes. And have your team, your whole team do the same yes. thing in case anybody sends you them a direct email. They're like, what the heck? You know, Mary hasn't answered me in two weeks. Yes. And I would recommend maybe setting a template that they can all use. Otherwise, you might get somebody who's maybe a little more casual, like I'm out, see you later, or just like a Merry Christmas isn't really going to cut it. You want to add those details <laughs> to that away message as well. If you can't tell, guys, Mary does give us a template every year and we all just copy and paste it in. <laughs> but I mean, you you spend the time, you make it once, and then you just fill in the dates for the rest of the time. So it's uh, it's definitely very, it's an important step. And then again, if you're using an e-commerce system, make sure to add that message about time off and how it will affect shipping times. I would say both like on the homepage and on the cart and on the shipping page, just kind of every step along the process, really make sure that all of that communication is clear and repeated. And so no one's going to come to you and claim like, oh, I didn't know it wasn't going to get to me. Um, And make sure that you have marked time off on whichever calendar or schedule you use. That's really important as well. So set your schedule to like busy or away or whatever your specific scheduler uses um, and make sure that no new meetings can be scheduled. We use HoneyBook, again, as our CRM, um, and it's really easy to set up the scheduler in a way that like allows clients and potential clients to choose the times that work best for them, but then also work best for our schedule. So if we tell them that we're not going to be in, they don't even have the option to schedule a meeting. Um, and then if you have recurring meetings, which we all do, I'm sure, um, if you're going to be missing any of those recurring meetings, especially with like an external partner, um, make sure that you clarify like what time when the next time that you're going to be available for those meetings. I hope this goes without saying, but be as respectful as possible. You can explain how the benefits of taking time off can have a positive direct effect on the work that you're doing for those clients. But if you want your clients to respect your time off, you also need to be direct. Mm -hmm. If you're taking a break, don't hem and haw about how you'll be checking your computer sometimes or like how communication will be slower than usual. If you're taking a hard break, let them know because if you don't, then they're not going to be able to respect that boundary because you didn't set it. And I know that it's so tempting to do that as somebody who has like a hard time putting work down, but it's such an important boundary to set. If it's an emergency, of course, you can make yourself available, but I would not communicate that specifically because it's entirely possible that you and whoever you're communicating with has different definitions of what the word emergency means. You know, it, it happens. (laughs) Um, For example, as a marketing agency for small businesses, we tell our clients that holiday sales need to be planned far enough ahead of time for strategic execution, execution, and not like a last minute fire sale dreamed up the night before with the gumdrops, you know, Um, clearly communicating this with our clients helps them prepare for their end of year sales and gives us the capacity to strategically market those special offers for them. Um, So that's just kind of one definition of an emergency that could be very easily not an emergency, if you know what I mean. Um, And just as a side note, if you regularly find yourself in like last minute emergency projects type situations, I would love to talk to you about processes and how you can take steps to prevent that from happening. 
um, contact us about our CMO services and we can send you more details because let's be honest, the holidays happen every single year, same time, and they should never come as a surprise. Yes. So guys, if you're just loving the way that Mary's brain works, I mean, I know I do, please know that you can have access to her through our fractional chief marketing service. So with this service, our team will oversee your marketing strategy in full. And this actually includes helping you establish and optimize marketing protocols and systems, including like all the communication that you need to do around the holidays with your clients or customers. So if you're interested in learning more about our fractional CMO service so that Mary can help streamline your business, schedule a discovery call at treefrogmarketing.com. Mary, that was so much good information. Like I said, I'm just going to like pitch you this question. I'm going to let you run with it because you know all the things. And I have no doubt that listeners are going to be rewinding and taking notes. So thank you so much for breaking all of that down so simply. What would you do with an extra 45 minutes every workday. That would save you 16 hours a month or roughly eight days a year. And over the course of your career, we're talking about over one year of your life saved. All that time back. Well, many independent business owners spend far more than 45 minutes a day on administrative tasks. And with HoneyBook, you can get that time back and then some. HoneyBook lets you easily manage projects, contracts, invoices, scheduling, and client communication, saving you time and allowing you to better serve your clients. For a discount on your first year of HoneyBook, visit HoneyBook.com and subscribe with the code PRIORITYPURSUIT. 45 minutes a day adds up quickly. Use it to focus on what matters most. As a small business owner, you probably have a seemingly endless to-do list, but I can almost promise that there are things on your list that can be outsourced like grocery shopping. I mean, as a wedding photographer, the last thing I wanted to do after shooting a wedding on a Saturday was to spend my Sunday in a grocery store. So I am forever thankful that a friend told me about Instacart. Instacart is a grocery delivery service. Basically, you use the Instacart app to make your shopping list. Then a personal shopper goes to your preferred store, selects your groceries for you, and delivers them to you typically all within just a few hours. You can also schedule your delivery time. Personally, I will sing Instacart's praises forever because one, it has saved me countless hours, and two, Instacart employs local personal shoppers, meaning with every Instacart purchase, you are putting money directly back into your local economy. Well, Instacart does charge a delivery fee, when you upgrade to Instacart Plus for just $99 a year, you'll receive free unlimited deliveries for all orders over $35. Considering the time and frustration you'll save, that's $99 well spent. If you'd like to avoid going to the grocery store and save $20 on your first order from Instacart of $35 or more, visit treefrogmarketing.com slash Instacart. Again, if you'd like $20 off your first Instacart order of $35 or more, visit treefrogmarketing.com slash Instacart. Now, Mary, while you made the process sound really simple, it's clear though that preparing your small business to take time off for the holidays is a lot of work. With this in mind, can I ask why small business owners and leaders should at least consider giving their team an extended break or even regular breaks throughout the year? So for example, we close for two weeks for the winter holidays, and then we also take the week of the 4th of July off. Why is it beneficial to schedule these extended times off? Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great question. And I think that's probably a question that was at the forefront of everyone's minds as they listened to me ramble on. Um, (laughs) from an external viewpoint, I get it. Taking extended time off can be 
totally scary because it can be a lot of work. But if you've got that preparation, it's a good way to negate that. Um, I, and I, again, I totally get it. Cause if you're anything like me, like I'm anticipating the worst that people can say or think, um, and you don't want clients that you're to think that you're like abandoning them or taking vacation on their dime or that you're being lazy. Cause those are all fears that we have, but that's, that's not at all what's happening. And I think that's what we have to realize is that we have to reframe our mind to think not of all of those like negatives, the risks, the what ifs it's that this time off is time to spend with your family. And that's something that all human beings want and that they deserve and that should be respected. And if your clients can't respect that, then you might need to ask yourself if those clients are truly your ideal customers. Internally, your instinct might to think, be to think about um, like your bottom line. You might think about the number of hours times the number of employees is a large number of productivity or sales loss. But again, if you just reframe that perspective and you realize that by taking time off, employees are more productive, they are healthier, both physically and mentally, and they're more satisfied when they return to work. And that can lead to higher retention rates. It can lead to lower insurance costs, and it can save your company potentially thousands or depending on the size of the company, tens of thousands of dollars. In addition, for small businesses or nonprofits, time off is an amazing benefit that you can provide for your staff, especially when things like big bonuses or salary bumps or 401ks, health insurance, all of that kind of stuff, all of the those other types of benefits aren't really in reach. This time off, this scheduled prepared time off is a really great benefit that you can offer to them. So basically scheduling breaks for your team is a great excuse, a great way to serve your team. And then your team feels valued and well-rested and your business as a whole will be better able to serve your customers. So it's a, it's a whole, almost a flywheel, right? We like to talk about flywheels of you're, you're feeding into your employees, which are then feeding into your clients. And it's better all all around. Yes. And uh, we've already talked about this, but you know, if you or your team are burnt out or just not feeling appreciated, your ability to serve your clients well is limited. So yeah, scheduling time off, especially if you have a team who doesn't tend to take much time off voluntarily, which I feel like is a common thing for a lot of small businesses. Yeah, it's time off can just do huge things for the mental health and just overall motivation of your employees. So that's an amazing, amazing thing. Now, Mary, I am just going to ask well, another question, but this one was not on the list that I sent you. So I'm going to throw this to you now because I think a lot of people are probably listening and thinking like, okay, like that sounds great. I would love to take time off for the holidays. I'd love for my team to take time off for the holidays, but maybe they don't have an operations director. Maybe they don't have an integrator or somebody on their team who can like be in charge of making sure all of these things happen. If that's the case, do you have any tips or tricks or recommendations for them? So that way they too can also take time off. I mean, other than hiring a director of operations, which I already said I highly recommend, but in case that's not in the cards for now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that all of the tasks that a director of operations does can be kind of divided up and prioritized among a team that doesn't have somebody specifically in that role. So like, let's say you've got a secretary or some kind of executive assistance, they can handle the scheduling and the communication side of things. And if you've got um, a manager who is dealing with maybe like a production 
side of things, like you've got, you're developing like a, a product that you're putting out on the floor or whatever that is, they might be better able to deal with the capacity side of things and how you can maybe front load or push some things back. So really just starting with that list of all of the things that you can do and realistically going through prioritizing um, and assigning them and then giving people the authority over getting those taken care of, I think that that would be a really great way to at least start. Because again, this is the whole comprehensive plan of this is the ideal of what could happen. But even if you do a little bit, that's going to make the entire thing quite a bit easier if you decide to take that time off. Absolutely. And I mean, I think it's safe to say too that when you decide to make this a regular thing, like this is a tradition within your company, you know, every year you're going to be able to refine it and this process will get better and better. Okay, Mary. So last question I have for you today, because I think everybody is listening thinking like, yes, I would love to take this time off again. But if someone is listening and thinking that oh, they just can't possibly afford to do this, whether they're thinking of like from of money or time as the currency at stake, either one, but for their whole team to take an extended break, what advice do you have for them? Yeah, another good question. I think that, you know, other than like we've already talked about, time off can actually end up saving you a lot of money in the long run by increasing the employee retention and productivity, um, the overall happiness. Uh, if you have a bit of business that depends on like walk-in customers or does most of its business around the holidays, we um, have talked to people in the past who like they sell Christmas ornaments. So of course, Christmas is not a time you can take off if you sell Christmas ornaments, but maybe you just have to think around it, right? You have to figure out what works best for you and your team. So a great way to thank your team is to schedule some time off. And if that can't happen during the holiday season for whatever reason, maybe schedule it right after the big holiday push as a big thank you for all of the work, again, that they've just put in. You don't want them to be overwhelmed or burnt out. Giving them that time to relax and rejuvenate and come back even stronger is going to just help your business so much. And I do want to just note whatever you decide to do, whenever you decide to take that break, because like you said, we, we do it the holiday break. We're able to do that. Um, but we also take the 4th of July off. So whatever time that might be for you and your business, whatever time that works, make sure that you're giving the same level of benefits to the whole team, because if you don't, then you're going to see, it's going to do more harm than good, good. in like the disparity of giving that the, the work to benefit ratio, right? So you just, you want to make sure that it's fair across the board. If you've never taken an extended break, scheduling time off, I, I get how it can seem impossible, but with so many benefits and with somebody overseeing the process, like we have for years or breaking down the process, like we just talked about and assigning it to different people, I can absolutely assure you that taking this time off comes with huge benefits. And that once you have a system in place, like Victoria says, that allows you to plan for the holiday season, the process becomes less and less intimidating and more and more rewarding every year. Like I said, we start planning in August, but we've got all of these templates set up and have been set up for years and years. Like this is, it's the whole thing is almost automated in itself other than the work that we're doing. So it's, it's so rewarding once you can get it up and running. Amen to all of that. Mary, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Like literally being the one who makes everything for our team possible, even though you 
say, you know, it, it is a team effort. Don't get me wrong. It very much is a team effort, but you add organization to it and it really does make our time off at the holidays uh, possible. And then on top of that, you know, the structure that you bring to our organization on a regular basis is so much of why we're able to serve tree frog clients well. So thank you. Thank you for all that you do. Now, y'all, if you enjoyed this podcast with Mary, stay tuned, like we said, for an upcoming episode where she is going to dive even further into tools and processes you can use to streamline your small business and increase efficiency. And in case you aren't watching the YouTube video of this, yeah, the, like that sentence just made Mary dance a little bit. Like that's how pumped she is up for this. But for now, a little bit of a nerd. <laughs> Go look at your calendar, decide what time you and your team will be taking off for the holidays, whether it be right at the holidays or another time of year, and then play this episode from the beginning so that you can start preparing your small business to take some time off. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll take a moment to share it with your small business friends, to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and that you'll join us next week for even more marketing, boundary, and priority-driven tactics you can use to build a life in small business that you love. Mm -hmm.